0: Hello everyone, this is the Lonely Guy, Steve Center, from the center of the known universe, Indianapolis, Indiana. You're listening to Losing Weight with the Lonely Guy. Steve, that's me, has struggled with obesity for more than 20 years and has finally decided to address it. I will share the ups and downs of my journey as I address the results from the scale in my bathroom. I'll share what works, what hasn't worked, and what my setbacks are each week. Hello. Welcome to Losing Weight with the Lonely Guy. This is Steve Center. I am back for the first time in about a month. If you remember my last podcast, I was getting over an illness and then I got COVID. And I don't know what in the world I did to deserve basically five weeks of being sick every day. But I will say this, during the entire pandemic... I was really hardly ever sick, even at all. I wonder if my body wasn't kind of making up for that. COVID was only bad for really for one day, which is what happened to me the last time I got COVID. Like I said, this flu-like symptoms, cold-like symptoms. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. the issue, of course, is that then when I'm getting back to things, this podcast is not at the top of the list of the things that get caught up. But I'm here today. I'm feeling great. I wanted to address what the action stage of chains is looking like for me because I I think I've moved right into that, and I wanted to talk about two or three changes that I've made. It's going to be my my schedule moving forward is going to be about two podcasts a month. So the first change that I made, and this is when I really knew, hey something is going on. And that is that my kid went to go pick up something. And you know, oftentimes in the evening we say, Hey, go pick us up. And I oftentimes will say some kind of sugary treat. And I said, why don't you get me some bell peppers? Give me a three pack of peppers. And of course the three pack of peppers is 75 calories. But honestly, I think I enjoy eating them more. The difference is, and this is something that I think says something pretty specific about the nature of sugar is that I never find myself craving peppers. I think I enjoy the taste just as much as I do, say, a Frosty or a candy bar, maybe even more. And of course, I like the fact that it has such low calories and and so there's none of the associated guilt or anything like that. I don't know if in my entire life if I've ever craved a bell pepper. You know, I thought a lot about that and I Want to do well, and I, I want to lose weight, but I think that I have to be really focused on those kind of things. That my cravings are almost always for things that are not good for me. Now I bet there are healthy, skinny people out there who crave cucumbers, and that's amazing. <laughs> but I don't seem to be one of those people. By the same token, a couple nights later, when. Kid was out running an errand and we asked to pick them up something. I had them pick me up three cucumbers. So that's about a hundred calories. So again, doing that. Now I haven't been doing it every single night. And this is one of the things I want to emphasize because I want to stay in this action stage of change for a long time. After I go through the other two things that I noticed that make me think, okay, I think I'm finally here. I want to talk about what I'm doing to stay. The second thing that made me kind of recognize being in the action stage was just how motivated I started to feel. This is completely subjective. I just feel really good. I think that going through a few weeks of being sick, if I look back on my life, I've had other periods like that. Not not very many, but I've had other periods like that. And when I come out of that and I finally passed the illness and my body is kind of cut up, because what happens, as I understand it, is that when your body fights off an illness, you know, that takes energy and that takes resources from within your body, white blood cells and all the rest. But then there's a period where maybe you're a little more vulnerable to getting sick again. And that is, I think, what happened to me. And that just kind of compounded, compounded and it ended up lasting for about five weeks. The end of that, now that I feel past it and I'm not exhausted or anything like that, I feel really motivated. Like I, I want to do the things that I'm supposed to do. I'm paying attention to stuff that I had certainly been letting slide by. And so that's that's kind of the second. If the first is, you know, this kind of hard substitution and looking forward to doing that. And then the second is just the way that I feel more motivated. And so then the final kind of signal that I'm in that action stage is that when I hear someone talking about or I see something in print that's kind of a tip for getting healthier, I'm suddenly much more likely to pay attention to it. That doesn't mean I'm doing all of them, you know. If people, if you read a hundred tips on how to lose weight, ninety-nine of them are probably not. Even if they're good and they're right, they're, they're probably not helpful for, for for me, for you. But you know, I, I find myself really paying a lot more attention to those types of tips, and I'm excited about it. As I'm at this place today. Spring is here and there's just a lot of good things that come with getting out of the winter doldrums. This is the best winter I've ever had as far as my seasonal affective disorder did not impact me nearly as aggressively as it had every other year for the last 20 years. But the things I was doing to deal with the seasonal affective disorder weren't really all that active. They were more in lines with you know reading more and writing and let's do another podcast and, you know, let's watch a fun movie with somebody. And so, like I said, those are good things and they address the mood. They weren't very physically active and going forward. I hope to be able to improve on that as well. Okay. So, but this is the important part because you know how each person looks going into the action stage, staying in the action stage is going to be unique to them, but there are some very specific things we can do to stay in the action stage of change. And the first is eliminate as best you can the drive for perfection. The perfect is the enemy of the better. And we need to get better. We don't have to be perfect. We want to get better. So I'm, I'm doing things better. I'm feeling better. I'm My choices are better. But as soon as perfect becomes a standard, then that's where discouragement comes in. So if, well, I mean, just look at this morning. We, I I woke up, got a call from a friend, and he needed help right away, and I didn't end up eating anything until about four in the afternoon, and I was pretty hungry. And so there were some cookies, and I had, you know, a handful of cookies. Now that's not perfect. That's not ideal. And when I allow myself to beat up myself. Over mistakes like that. If you want, if we want to call that a mistake and I I would, then the, the step after that is regression, but I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to set this standard. I'm just too old. I'm too old and tired to try to do everything the way that I'm supposed to do it. I'm just going to do my best. So not focusing on the perfect, but instead focusing on better has and is a really dramatic help. The second thing to help us stay in that action stage of change is to set and identify really small short-term goals. And they don't all have to be related. Like in this case, they don't all have to be related to weight and eating. And in fact, often it's better if they're not. As we're achieving these small short-term goals, we're feeling good about ourselves. That helps us because discouragement only has one outcome. And that is, it causes us to regress emotionally. So we don't want to be discouraged. And realistically, we don't really need to be discouraged. I was reading an interesting study that pointed out that one of the issues with the way people vote and view things like taxes, uh, subsidies for the poor, the social safety net, just kind of these sort of ideals and ideas and how conservative or progressive they are in the United States is because there's this kind of prevailing attitude that people don't think of themselves as poor, or even if they do think of themselves as poor, they think of that status as temporary. Good way to understand how Americans think of this issue is they think, well, I'm not rich yet. I am still poor, but I'm not going to be poor forever. I'm going to at some point have lots and lots and lots of money. And I absolutely acknowledge I sometimes have that thought. But when you think that way, then it changes the way apparently that you vote and how you view social programs. I think that that's an issue for those of us who are overweight that maybe in addressing our weight, we're we're saying, well, I'm overweight, but that's just because I'm not thin yet. In other words, we, we're not really embracing the, the place that we're at. And yet if we want to change, that's actually a really important first step would be to just acknowledge, you know, yeah, I've, I've, this is the place I am. This is, this is me. This is what I'm doing. And once we acknowledge that, then it becomes much easier to start to adjust and make the changes that we need to because we've accepted where we are. So if we are again focusing on being perfect, but well, we're not perfect. And if we are allowing ourselves to get discouraged because things don't go right, then the result will be regression in our mood and our behavior, all the while still. An Imagining that there's some mythical time in the future where we're just, we're just going to suddenly be whatever weight and appearance we think we should be. Those things are not helpful. So, our kind of the last thing to stay in this action stage of change is that I really, really identified, and this, this is a good step for anybody to do, but I identified, you know, these are the behaviors, these are the activities that I want to be doing with my free time. And I'm not allowing myself I'm working in fact I'm working really hard not to allow myself to try to overextend because what I have done in the past and it is not helpful is you know I want to learn three four languages and I want to write a book and I want to just play the guitar and the flute and the the violin and the harmonica and the ocarina. And I want to, you know, and just keep adding all these things I want to do. That's a, that becomes a very good method for burnout. And in fact, actually, if you look at all these different suggestions for staying in the actual stage of change, they all boil down to addressing burnout as something that we do, we don't want burnout happening. So because we don't want burnout to happen, these are the steps we take. And they work because burnout is the natural result of overextending ourselves and not allowing ourselves to make mistakes to be better as opposed to perfect. And then as a person who's had a lifelong weight problem, when I experienced burnout, I just dive back into eating in a way that is really counterproductive towards every goal that I say I have. Okay. So when we get together and again, I'm, I'm, I am going to be doing these twice a month. I'll do more if I can, but you know, in, in going through what I was, what I've been doing, I, I've been doing a lot of writing. I've been working on a novel, a lot of nonfiction articles for medium.com. And if you are interested in something like that and you, it's really fun, I enjoy it. I, I wish I had known about it a lot earlier. I've actually made a few bucks writing, which is really fun. Um, okay, I'm going to start this section over. So again, when we talk about a schedule, I'm going to be trying to do these twice a month. If I can do more, I will, but I've got four podcasts and I just don't want any of them to drop off. I am writing every day. I'm working on a novel. I'm doing my day job. I am trying to learn to play the guitar and that's kind of been it. Now that's still a lot, but it's def- I definitely can handle that and it works within my schedule. But... I feel like if I tried to add in one more thing, then I would start to experience that diminishing returns that eventually leads to burnout. So again, we're, you know, we're looking at every other week and if we can do more, I will. Okay. Hope everybody has a great week. Just do your best. That's all you got to do. Thank you for spending time with the lonely guy. In addition to lonely guy with a book, Steve has podcasts, Losing Weight with the Lonely Guy, Theories of Adulting, From the Beginning, a Doctor Who review, and a complete review of the Arrowverse universe with his beautiful wife, the Lonely Gal. If you want to read Steve's column, you can find that on medium.com with the username at myldsbooks. If you'd like to reach Steve, you can reach him at myldsbooks, that is, myldsbooks at gmail.com. Until next time, signing off.